If you had one piece of advice for a person who wants to succeed in your field, I guess, or in tech in general, what would it be? I, I think the biggest, the biggest thing for me is just um, having a really clear sen sense of purpose. Just being able to articulate it, I, I think, is critical and also extremely difficult. Uh, everything to me follows from that. My, my career has, uh, you know, I never wanted to be a CEO, never wanted to be an well, entrepreneur. Well, that worked out smashingly. <laughs> but it, it, it was, uh, I, had a, I had a clear sense of what I wanted to build and what I wanted to create. And I worked backwards from that. I just recognized the gaps that I, that I had and I, I, I filled them. So, so how surprising is your current life given your expectations like 20 pretty years surprising. ago? Pretty, pretty surprising. Yeah. I, yes, entirely yeah. surprising. Right. But I, I, you know, that when I was when I was a kid, I I was fascinated by cities and how they worked, and I was fascinated by maps, and I, I would lose myself in just wondering what was happening in this particular part of, my city of St. Louis or in New York or halfway around the world, and and uh, and and Twitter is is the answer to that. Twitter right. is the answer to that question for me. So, it's changed. My my intention now. Now my intention is, how do we get more of the world into a single global conversation about the things that are existential facing the world? And mm. but it it's much to the to the same degree. And um, yeah, I mean it, it's it's evolved, but the, the, a lot of the purpose has re, has remained the same. What if anything do you wish you had done differently in your twenties or thirties? I would have been more disciplined around meditation. I think that that has been the practice I've taken on that has had the deepest impact in my daily life mm. uh, and just my understanding of myself, my work, the world around me. It's given me a feeling of more control. Uh, it's given me a lot more self-awareness. I'm fascinated by the mind. It's given me a lot of parallels to what I see in Twitter. Twitter at its best is like the closest thing we have to tapping into a global consciousness and that just excites me beyond anything else and yeah. to be able to tell how people really think back to some of our previous conversations and in a in a raw format is is just so int intriguing and I think there are so many advancements we can make by having access to that. Yeah, yeah, well actually a counterpoint to some of my criticism <clears throat> of the toxicity is that, I mean, from the point of view of meditation, you can use the ugly stuff that's coming back at you in your at mentions as a kind of mirror of your own attachment. You know, it's, oh, like, I do. Like, it's like, <laughs> why am I taking this seriously? Why does this yeah. bother me at all? Right. I do. The thing that was, and, and, I, and, I, and I do that as much <laughs> as, as uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not a masochist, but I do, I, do it, I do it a lot. But the thing that was worrying me was that I felt it was giving me an unrealistic picture of. Who people are, because people are uh, given these yeah. these variables like anonymity and the just this kind of shooting from the hip impulsive the, the fact that it, the, the gates of of impulsivity have been lowered. I feel like I'm getting people at their worst, and so the people I'm meeting on Twitter are not the same people as I'm meeting in the real world. And I, I don't know how to fair. know. But, Completely yeah. fair critique, and right. I would love to I would love to help figure that out. I. Text is is freeing in a sense, which is very powerful. And mm. you know, I'm an introvert, and uh, you know, I, I I had a speech impediment when I was a kid, and I just closed myself off. I did not want to talk at all. And and Twitter is something that 
gives me a lot more confidence to speak, but it can also go much too far. And mm. I, I, I don't yet know how to balance the, how, how to infuse the service enough with reputation, which also balances all the other potentials like whistleblowers, like activists that we, that I think we've, we've helped with. Mm -hmm. um, but I'd, I'd love to figure it out and we're, we will figure it out, at least make some progress on it. 10 years from now, what do you think you'll regret doing too much of or too little of at this point in your life? <laughs> I don't, um, I, you know, I, I think it goes back to that reactive state. Any Anytime I feel or catch myself being reactive to something, whether it be a press article or some comment or something someone said, and letting that drive my day or my mindset, that is... Those are my biggest regrets, in addition to recognizing when I didn't learn from something or when I wasn't able to admit to a, uh, a mistake or, or to a failure or to a lack of truth or a, a lack of full honesty. The, mm -hmm. those, those are my biggest regrets, and I think it'll be consistent 10 years from now as well. Mm. What book should everybody read? I think Sapiens is phenomenal. I, I yeah. think um, you've all hit the clarity of his thought and his writing, how it manifests on the page is amazing. But Sapiens, to me, just put so much in perspective in terms of the power of storytelling in concert with our own evolution, the, you know, the, the role of gossip and, and lying mm -hmm. uh, in the role of evolution. And it, it, it got me thinking a lot about what we see within Twitter and, and what we're also up against as technology advances. And all, all of his books have been phenomenal. His second one, Homo Deus, is scary. Yeah. 21 Lessons for the 21st Century, I think is amazing and uh, deeply provoking. And um, I, 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 I need to go through it again because I, I think I only got to the surface level of what he's trying to provoke uh, in all of us. But uh, he does say, you know, we're not having the global conversations that we need to be having. We are distracted by all these local conversations that end up not mattering when you, when you consider what we're up against right now. Yeah, yeah. Another Goenka-style meditator. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Do, do you he, know him? He takes two months. I haven't met him yet. We've traded emails, but um, we're, we're hoping to meet in April, yeah. and I'm really excited about it. Yeah, very interesting guy. What negative experience, one that you would not wish to repeat, has most profoundly changed you for the better? In, in terms of my career, it's been acknowledging that a particular person is creating a extremely, particular person is, is not creating a, a healthy uh, team dynamic. My, I've been the worst at my job when I haven't recognized that we need to part ways with someone who's just bringing the whole team down. And I, early in my career at Twitter, I did this for close to a year where I just would not admit to myself that this was extremely negative. It was bringing the entire team and company to a halt. And uh, if I didn't take inaction, we, we just would not build, we, we, we'd not be able to uh, exist anymore as a company. And it just, 
I knew it every single day and I, I, I did nothing. And that was, um, that was, that was probably my biggest lesson in terms of, um, in terms of thinking about leading the company and, and, and managing. What worries you most about our collective future? That we're not having a single conversation about the things that are existential to our survival. I, I think you've always on point on this where, you know, we've, we've, it's become a national conversation or a city conversation or a community conversation and tribal conversation. And again, I take responsibility for setting up the structure to strengthen this in terms of the, you know, just the, the simple thing of following accounts that you're only going to hear one thing from. Um, so yes. the more we can do to break that and break it into a, a global conversation and at least get people understanding the value of a global conversation. To me, the value is we get to collaborate on shared problems. We get to learn much faster and we get to realize ideally faster that we're all in this together. And like these barriers and boundaries are, uh, are holding us back. And that's always also always been the promise of the internet as well. And mm -hmm. I think it's proven it in so many ways. But if we can't do that with our our companies and our services, um, I, 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 I'm, ex I'm extremely concerned. Um, I, we're just not asking the most important questions because we've lost the prioritization. We've lost the calculation of impact and it's devolved into this nationalism that more and more countries around the world are, are facing. Hmm. If you could resurrect one person from history and put them in our world today, and you could give them the benefit of a modern education, if that helps. Who would you bring back? <laughs> um, Gandhi. Right. Well, you might have to give him <laughs> a warm jacket. <laughs> and finally, the Jurassic Park question. If, we, if we're in a position to recreate the T-Rex, should we do it? <laughs> There's actually a right answer to this question, too. So. I I believe we should make the attempt because we're going to learn from it. Yeah, okay. You got it right. Yes. <laughs>